welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. and turns and the majority stays the majority you did this jeffrey before we had another heartbreaking elimination the castaways were split into thirds where a twist shrunk the number of votes at tribal do we like let's find out as we talk all things survivor 45 pelican beats private island and here with me is someone who may or may not be able to do math it's twinkie boots hi can you do math without checking it i knew the answer I totally did. See, I didn't know the answer because I didn't really know, but I knew the first step. So if I had the first step, I probably would have gotten it in the first try. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to <laughs> it. Um, you were here early in the season. You gave us some thoughts. How are you feeling now? I mean, people I was rooting for and the people who I thought were going long game are all still there. So That's I think good. I, was, good. I was... I think I was getting a decent read on the edit um, mm-hmm. from the first episode. Cause I think I was here for the first episode. Wasn't I was either first or second. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And um, based on that, I was, I feel like I'm still, I'm still standing by who my winner pick is. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yes and no for me. I'm, 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 I'm swaying maybe after this episode um but i was like team bellow girls i'm here for you and wow two weeks in a row you those red bitches reba mcintyre really hurt my whole and soul yeah i that kelly elimination last week was a very Whoa. hard one um necessarily just because it was like such a blind side and such a like a weird moment it was just so uncomfortable to watch yeah, it was the it was. first time it was the first time in 45 seasons where I honestly felt that if she had had a knife, she would have actually like lashed out at someone because it was so like it was just Kelly? it was so yes. The, the the look on her face when she turned around and said guys, what the what the hell, guys? Like when she turned around, I was like she could murder them. If if she had the option right now, if she weren't on tight on tape and could get away with. I mean, listen. I feel happen. like if I were Kelly, I probably would have had a more visceral, angry reaction. Um, but I haven't been able to play a game quite yet, though. I'm still crossing my fingers. One of these days, they'll someone will let me play. But yeah, let's go through this. We're back at Dakawaga uh, Beach, and Kendra is alone. And well, on a watch back, that foreshadowing was there. Poor girl. Poor girl. She will pour one out for Kel, as she is sad. Meanwhile, at the camp, there are happy sounds, and Jake wowing and woeing, and he really doesn't know how to read a room, does he? No, he's his filter is just not really there, and I feel like, as someone who is a lawyer, I don't know that that's a strength that you um, <laughs> could utilize in no. the courtroom, because <laughs> not gonna work. <laughs> that just comes off unprofessional. 
Austin's glad to see Jake had some positive energy. Hi, it's Jake. He's still on Survivor. Didn't get voted out. He knew he wasn't reading people well, but he didn't know how bad he was at it. He had no idea that Kelly would be out, and he wasn't even left in the same dimension. He states that he has a brand new opportunity to change how he's playing, because Jakey's not out of it. Now the kids will tend to the fire as Bruce is moping around. He knows why Kells, as he calls her, was voted out, as he knows if it wasn't her, it would have been him if he was eligible. Drew will tell him the reasons were a little more complicated than that, so Bruce is like, explain it to me. And Drew will be like, she was gunning for you. And that's the game for Bruce. The Bruce of the past is taking a backseat as shit got real. Now, Drew will follow up and tell Bruce that nobody wanted to tell him because they thought they were tight with her and then they would tell her and try to fight against them. But Bruce will say it's a game, but his feelings are hurt. He was extremely shocked. He says he's extremely scared and it's scary to lose your closest ally, but to then find out that Kelly was trying to vote him out, it was devastating. You did this to yourself, man. I mean... You're painting a bigger target the more and more you're winning, which it's the double-edged sword of this game. You want to be safe. You want to feel safe to go on for another day. But at the same time, the more safety you have, the more of a target it paints on you. And the more he builds up on his resume, the bigger target he's making himself. He was already a target coming into the season as a returning player. And it's just building and making it even more course that being said if he is able to go on an immunity run to get all the way to the end he wins this game like hands right. down because bruce everyone has been gunning for him <laughs> right bruce will talk to dean austin to clarify that he was a target and d will say that kelly always felt she was under bruce's wing and was on house arrest by him so bruce says it was shocking to hear that kelly felt that he was overbearing and he says it's not his personality time for some soul searching but we'll get to that in the morning so let's have a chat between the last of the Bella Babes, Katora and Kendra. Kendra says it's hard to watch her literal day one friend get snuffed. And I was like, does Katora feel like um, was I wasn't your number one friend first day? Like, what the fuck? Right. Um, whatever. But says, on the other hand, she is no longer a threat to win the game. Her hands are clean and she might have a jury vote from Kelly if she gets to the end. Kendra needs to shake the game up and be get a bigger player out. She wants to be out. Katora will ask if she is the biggest threat on Reba, and Kendra's like, 100%. She says she is a beast of challenges, she is super social, and she's very likable. I mean, sounds like a threat to me. Agreed. And with D being my winner pick from day one, I'm like, I mean, don't target my girl because I want her to win, but <laughs> she is the one to, to watch. In my now let's opinion. talk about my girl. Katora, who's playing a very savvy but very dangerous middle game. She knows what's happening, so she is butting up with Reba, who she already made amends with. She will tell Mama J that Kendra is trying to target D next. Now, Katora, who is wearing someone's suit in confessional, I don't know where that suit came from. Is it hers? Um, is I that think her it's like lawyer Jay- suit? I think it's Jake's suit jacket. So ugly. Um, I think he wore it when they got to the beach. Gotcha. Well, she says it's either go with old Bella or go old Reba. And with old Bella, she has been with them day one, and that hasn't done anything for her. She knows she's a fifth on Reba, but she can bring them information to help knock off Bella people. And we all know when you're at the bottom of a big alliance, you get pulled in to one side later on. Julie will pass on the information to Dee and the boys and the spicy Latina is coming in hot. She is not ready for Miss Good Vibes to take her good vibes down. 
So Austin reminds his friends that they have two idols so they can defend it to a certain extent. So as a reminder, Austin's amulet is now a full idol with Kelly officially gone. And just a reminder, this is the man who didn't even want the amulets and wanted a warm turkey sandwich. True. Yes. I didn't even put that together at first that that was happening last episode when Kelly went out. Yeah. Um, until like right as the episode was starting, I was like, oh my God, Austin has two idols. And then he started talking about it. And I was like, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeffrey really likes his manses and his man is doing well, isn't he? He's well secured. Yes. Austin proposes that either the next move is flush the idol and get Kendra or flush the idol and get Jake. Drew says the number one priority is flushing the idol and Dia's like, Kendra needs to go. Gung-ho about it. And like, this is going to be the sticking point for the entire episode. With the targets being Kendra, Bruce, and Jake, Couture is actually sitting pretty. Emily is sitting pretty. It's just too easy, right? Is it? (laughs) <laughs> the sun rises the waves crash and bruce is emoting he is alone on the beach so let's go check in on him he's in a, be- a bit of a weird mind space he didn't think kelly would want to vote him out he's officially in a spot he doesn't know where he stands welcome to survivor sir we learned that bruce did in fact sleep alone on the beach he doesn't want to talk or do anything with anyone he is pissed at jake for celebrating when someone was having a visceral moment of sadness and to be fair there's a good chunk of people who felt Jake went a little too far anyway. I mean, I can see both sides of it because Jake legitimately thought he was going home. And when you're excited that you still are in the game for a million dollars that you thought you were being voted out of, you're going to have a gut reaction of some kind. Right. Was it big? And was it like, gracious? But I do appreciate that he tried to correct it. Like him being like, oh my God, that was crazy. And then realizing that someone else has gone home instead of him and how upset they are, he pulled it back. And I do appreciate that part of it. Bruce says it doesn't make sense to him as Kelly was telling him that she was his closest ally, but then saying he was overbearing. He says it doesn't feel good. Bruce, this is Survivor. She's of course going to tell you what you want to hear. Sir, he states that he has his daughter back home and reveals that he doesn't treat her any different than he did Kelly. So when he goes back home, he will ask his wife and daughter, is he overbearing and don't allow them to grow? He claims that if she does see him that way, he will make the changes that are necessary so she can live a different life. How do you think that conversation went? I'm I'm wondering if he had it before or after the episode aired. Oh, it was before he had it. Oh, absolutely. It was the second he got home. Um, well, if he actually stayed true to, to doing it. But um, I don't have any reason to believe that he did or didn't do it. But I also don't have any really reason to believe that in his real life, he isn't an overbearing person. He's just right. a very big personality on TV. And in this capsulated world that they're in, they find each other's personalities grading like you're gonna do that when you're put with complete strangers so i don't i don't know time for a brucey backstory (laughs) when he started in the world he was in the foster system he says his life is survivor he says so many kids coming in and out of the house 
you get to know them and they leave. You have to build a thicker skin. He says this doesn't happen to him often in his regular life where he has to dig into his old emotion. He's getting soft in his old age. Now, we're going to see Julie and Bruce say they're taking a day. No getting firewood on this here day. Let the oldies have a break. Drew says that Bruce is kind of in a tempestuous place. Okay, so tell me you go to an Ivy League without telling me you go to an Ivy League. Tell me you're not trying to have every soundbite for every episode without telling me you're trying to have every soundbite for every episode. It's trying so hard. It's very much trying to be the editor of the season. Yeah. We learn that Bruce is not working around camp. He wants the others to live the experience. He notes that Bruce is upset as he's playing an imaginary game of Survivor. And now that the imaginary game is over, he can either confront the reality of his situation or reject the reality. Move forward, hold back an ego. And Drew says that for a guy like Bruce, it can be difficult to stop, take a look at the crossroads, and maybe say i went the wrong direction now i can't wait for drew to have this same talk with himself about that but alas maybe next week <laughs> i just can't believe he is still there <laughs> speaking of drew your ego is showing time for a trio chat with austin and emily now emily notes that she has this alliance with austin and drew but is aware of their alliance with their old reba she has noted that Austin and Dee are getting especially close and wants to broach the subject of getting her sooner rather than later. Don't tell Dee. She's like, Arya Stark, your name is going on a list and read out on line. Wait, that's Taylor Swift who has read out on line. Same thing, right? Arya Stark, Taylor Swift? <laughs> yeah, they're interchangeable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Emily's game here is to find out if the true three is with her or with somebody else. She will pitch that they get Bruce, Katora, Kendra, and Jake to put their votes on, I don't know, Dee. And the, the alarm bells go off. Um, those boys were like, wait, what? Huh? No. Now, was it an edit in silence or the boys having no idea how to answer this? Like, did they not think this question would come up at some point in time? Um, actually, I, I think it was an editing choice to like yeah. make it seem like they didn't respond sure um i feel like the two of them are on like of sound mind right now to actually process and think of that but i think editing is trying to play into them being a little bit more buffoonery sure but i don't know she knows the hesitancy has now made her rethink her alliance with them. She doesn't want to be at the bottom of a five-person alliance. Meanwhile, Katora's like, I'll take it. She will tell them if D is in the final three, D wins. They agreed to that, but not, not today, Satan. Austin is aware of where Emily is coming from. He notes that if he saw his ally have equally as close relationships with two other players, he would be terrified as well. The key is to dwindle down Emily's fear as low as possible as he can continue working both sides. Look at a macho man having a social game. Who would have thunk? It happens occasionally. <laughs> when Austin then says he doesn't know if he can bring himself to blindside D as they are such good friends, I knew that at some point D will be his downfall. It's inevitable at this point. He won't make a move. But she will. Oh, absolutely. He, I, I, someone in this game going out holding an idol. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to be him holding one 
of the idols. Not two that he has, but one of them. Let's find out. Danger Will Robinson. It's time for tree mail. Drew will read out loud to the class as he says, the stakes could not be any higher. This should cause anxiety beyond words. Again, only one earns immunity. Now divide your tribe into thirds. I wish he did it like that, but he didn't. He, he's, he didn't realize those are rhyme. It's okay. Also, I love, this is one thing that I do love about the extended length of the episodes is that we're getting tree mail back again mm-hmm. because for so many seasons, there was nothing you would they would just show up to right. the the challenge and so i missed the like the guessing the speculation of what the challenge would be and whatnot because when i play in re- like the live games and we get our tree mail we're all trying to guess what it is and then we show up and we're like well it's not that <laughs> yeah, yeah. now for all our math nerds out there that's three per group because they have nine people thank you public education system How would you propose you split the groups up? By choice or random draw? Um, or would you say nothing? I feel like what they did was actually very, as fair as it could be. Um, because they tried to throw a Reba and a Bello on every, on every group. And then kind of mixed up where the other three leftovers were. Um, which put Emily as the sole Lulu left with someone, but they kind of tried to do it like based off of size and challenge performance abilities. Let's talk about this. Let's discuss this because I have some thoughts here. Now, Kendra first will ask who wants to be with her. She puts her arm in the air and yeah, no takers. That's not how this tribe is going to play. Drew doesn't want to select team. So with a mouthful, he will ask if they should try to make them balanced. He says one of the strongest men, one of the strongest women, and one of the leftover weaklings. I'm glad that he doesn't believe um, that there's not like another gender or non-genders, but whatever. Um, Child with a fuck. I mean, do you want to be called out as a weakling? I mean, you can call yourself a weakling, but keep my name out your mouth, man. Um, I mean, I would never have phrased it like that, but I would have said, I mean, I do agree with like taking the strengths of people and spreading them evenly sure. for this kind of challenge. Because we don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, he's going to make this as fair as possible, but also so he has the numbers advantage. He will call for his group to be himself with Jake and D. Katora's head is trying to figure out what the groups of three mean as maybe she wants to have her alliance. Maybe she wants her enemies. Hell, maybe she even wants Brucey. She will be stuck with Austin and Emily and be by default that leaves Kendra, Bruce, and Julie. Now, without being results-oriented, if you had to put, pick a team to put your money on, which team would you have selected? Honestly, based on these, it would have been Austin, Couture, and Emily. Same. Because I, I would have thought that in this relay, there would have been a puzzle at some point. There would have been something very physical, which would have been both Katora and Austin. The puzzle would have also been, I feel like Katora hasn't really shown herself in puzzles, but I feel like no. she's strong in them. And I mean, she has, we, but it never really mattered. Right. Um, and Emily has her days where she's very good at puzzles. So I would have, my money would have been on the three of them looking at the teams. Austin is wary of the team comprised of Kendra Bruce and Julie calling it a tricky team as if something were to happen, Julie would be the one to go. 
Now, Julie knows she would be, if it is a trio moment, she has her core four, but Jeff keeps splitting them up. But let's be real. Could you imagine if each tribe had to vote somebody out? Like, that would never happen unless we had, like, more players per season. Oh, wait, what a brilliant idea. You're welcome, Jeffrey Elizabeth Marie Probst. Go back to 20, please. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Hold on. First, I love that every time you do a full name for Jeff Probst, you add mm-hmm. an extra name. So by the time that by the time that you like continue doing these by the end of Survivor's Run ever, it's gonna be like a really long like Amelia Amis Emil um what is it Amelia Louise uh, Thermopolis. <laughs> princess of genovia <laughs> probes yeah. anyway yeah. um question i lost it because of that <laughs> why 18 why 18 why can't we have 20 why can't we have a nice uh uh 10 10 split and have really chaos really throw them craziness why can't we have like um multiple tribes let's do 21 let's have seven or try or do australia and do 24 here we go. But you can't do it on 26 days. Blah, 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 blah. Fuck off. Come on. Come on. Whatever. Well, then do it for 30. Also, while we're at it, just get rid of the fire making challenge. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Fine. We have no doubt there, but Julie will coming. go running to Austin and warns him that she would be out if the trio votes per tribe. And even without asking, Austin will offer her his idol, which I think really shows that this quartet is the tightest they could be. Do you think Austin did the right thing by just giving Julie the idol? Honestly, yes, because if he's locking in this four, and this is the four he is planning to actually go to the end with, this A shows loyalty that they aren't, that she will never flip on him now. If that was, if he was willing to give up his advantage for her, she is the kind of player that is so loyal to someone, or at least that's the way she's been portrayed so far, Mm -hmm. that he was very smart to, I feel like, to do that because they didn't know if the losing tribe was going to go straight to a tribal with three of them. Like that was the speculation that could have possibly happened. They didn't know. So um, I feel like that was because you never know with the twist that they throw in this game, they could have been throwing that person that was going into the, those, that three onto an exile situation or they weren't voted out, but they weren't in the game anymore. They had to win their way back or something like something to protect his four made sense. Um, however, I don't feel like it would have been the smartest thing to give to Drew or D. <laughs> there we go. Interesting. <clears throat> now, after a really cool drone moment showing us the challenge elements, the kids come to see Professor Probst. No breaks here. Jeff is ready to see the three teams. But first, Katora will be asked how it happened, and she's like, panic and anxiety. Why, Jeff? Why? It's what she felt, and she says they had to had a lot of back and forth when it came down to how to divide themselves up, but feels they ended up doing what was best for most of them and what was fair. The team separates, and Jeff's like, interesting. And he's like, damn it, this is not what I wanted, but okay. For this challenge, it will be run in stages. 
Stage one, they will retrieve a disc and use it to balance a ball as they navigate a balance beam. Once three players are across, they will race to dig three rope rungs. The first two groups to finish move into the next phase. Last group is out, but more on their pain and suffering soon. Stage two will find them using the rope rungs to build a bridge. Once each person is across, they will race to land three balls on three rings. First group to finish moves on to the final stage. And then stage three, they are no longer a team as they will compete against each other. They will outstretch their arms as their fingertips are pressed onto wooden discs. If at any point the disc drops, you are out. Last person standing wins immunity. But wait, there's more. They are playing for reward. The group that makes it to the final stage, regardless who wins individual immunity, will go to the sanctuary where good things happen. Where they will enjoy an afternoon of rotisserie chicken. No bevy included. Do you like good things? <laughs> I like good things. And at that point, they're all starving. So like right. food of any kind is great. Oh, and there is one more twist because why the hell not? Back to the panic and anxiety. The first group that is out will lose their vote. And Jake's like, whoa, again, they will have to take a journey where they will have a chance to earn it back. Now, Austin states that this puts any plan that anyone had out the window. Big stakes, big stakes. Twinkie Boots, how would you do in this challenge? Um, the balance section would not have been a problem for me. Um, I I feel like I would have been able to get the disc and the ball over very quickly. You're good balls. Um, the the luck of digging for the the rope, of course, is like a crapshoot. But I think if we would have had enough of a lead, we would have been able to secure at least first or second in that. I think I would have struggled with the getting the ball in that small hoop because that was entire luck at that point. There's the skill that's involved with that. I don't think if we would have maybe made it and gotten the spot first there and I would have had a few more tries, maybe I would have lucked out and gotten there. I think I would have been on the team that went out second. I don't think I would have gotten to reach out and stretch and if i had i would have been out of that very quickly my i have i've had a shoulder injury for years and so things where i have to hold my arms out for a long time are not my strength all right well round one fight the challenge is on and balancing is not as easy as it looks kids the beam is great but once you put that ball on the disc balls all over do you miss the days when Jeff would make um double entendres about the balls and the discs and and the and the stuff he he's he's Pulled back he's gotten a, he's gotten a lot more PC. I feel like um, Australia family show. Lean, Australia leans into the ball jokes so much more. Yeah. Team Red will be the first to get onto the second part of the balance beam, and Jake has clearly never played with balls. Austin, though, he's got it. He's good with balls. There you go, Jeff. That's how you do it. Red will fall behind as yellow and blue will get their second players over before they get one. Blue will get to the digging first, and this is going to be their Achilles heel. What is the strategy here? All in one, three individual spots. How did blue end up failing so hard? Um, I think the problem was that they stayed at the three that they had started at mm -hmm. for so long. I think if they had, I think they should have all gone to one flag first as they were the first ones there. 
dug at that flag and then if they would have not seen anything then split individually to the other three and maybe they would have found them faster but i think their problem was that they it took so long for them to find their first one that they didn't know to like switch or how to like rally back at that point and the others were just lucky with getting there and finding one so quickly the diggers are digging deep, but a shocking comeback. Red will finish first, move on. Yellow will come back and take spot two. Blue is out and losing their vote for the moment. Austin, Emily, and Katora, who are forced to go on a journey. Well, we would have lost our money. Absolutely. I was sh- so shocked, especially when they got across first. I was like, oh, they're fine. They're fine. Round two, fight. The challenge is back on, and it's an easy match. Also, please note that it is three rope bridges for each team, so it's a team challenge, but also individually based. Bruce will get across, followed by Tall and Lanky, and then Mr. Boston. Red will move on to the balls first, and I'm like, why are we not putting Tall and Lanky to go get the top circle? It's Jake, and he's flopping. There's there's a lot of questions with that. <laughs> in general. Blue will get to the balls and Bruce is going to land the high one. Drew comes in and finally gets the high one. Julie gets one. D gets one. It's tied. Kendra versus Jake. So the strongest man gets beaten by the weakling as Kendra notches the last ball. Blue wins the round and the reward heading to the sanctuary. So let's go back to the uh, let's make the teams even where we will find out that Drew maybe really overestimated uh, Jake. Why would he have picked Jake over Bruce? Is it because Bruce had the idol? I think it's because Bruce had the idol and they were playing through the idea that if the losing team, like whoever it was, those three would be the ones up for elimination. And with Bruce having the idol, that automatically would have made Drew and D uh, vulnerable. Which makes sense. Um, but I just think that given the ego to Jake and saying he's one of the strongest men, maybe it's a weak season. I mean, what's he been good at? He's good at talking to the camera and saying wicked. Smart. All right. Round three fight. This one does not look fun. But I feel like I would do like decent for like five minutes and then I'd be like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. Good night. That was painful to watch, but the determination was inspiring. The sweat is drip dripping. The silence is deafening, except for Jack, who's like, it's a hot spot in Fiji. Hmm. But, but do you have to say that? Yeah. Do you have to. You have to get into their heads and make it more mentally challenging. We are reminded by Jeff that they have only done this challenge two times and has never been won by a man. And I was like, with Bruce being their pet, this man is winning. That. Bruce will be the first to slip, but he will readjust. Kendra is using her energy to fix her discs as she weevil wobbles. Meanwhile, Julie is giving us some hip action. All eyes on Kendra, who is shaking AF, but she is a fucking fighter and I adore her. Now, the camera will give us a lot of Kendra content, which makes sense for how heartbreaking the result's going to be. She will fight so hard and readjust her discs multiple times in a way I feel like it helps you to not get your arms too tired and stuck, but too much movement will drain your overall energy. So in a way, like, yeah, you do want to adjust a little bit, but I don't think she had enough 
power behind her to keep the momentum. Agreed. Like it was, it was heartbreaking. Um, I don't know what it has been, but like the last few episodes, Kendra has started to really remind me of Drew Barrymore and like in her confessionals and her personality. And I'm like, I'm always rooting for Drew. I know she's had some moments in the recent months, but I'm just like, I just, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. We were. I literally liked her. She was really cool. She said I had good vibes when I met her. Yeah. I didn't meet her. So. <laughs> Kendra's doing a dance with her contorted body, but she is out. She needs a massage. It's an old person showdown. Once again, Julie versus Bruce. Twinkie Boots, can we have nice things on the show? Not a chance. No, no. Julie's out. Bruce wins individual immunity again. And the collective fuck heard in Fiji and around the world. Let's split up I, our friends. Yeah, go ahead. I was, go ahead I was so happy, though, that the last two episodes have come down to a showdown between the two oldest contestants. Mm-hmm. Even though they're not by any means like old, they're not the oldest contestants who have ever played. But being that they're the oldest of this group, I love that they're showcasing and showing that people past their 30s can still compete and be very strong on the show so i do like you're only 21 so you have a lot of time sure yeah let's go with that all right um let's split up our friends bruce kendra and julie head off to the sanctuary drew jake and d head back to camp and jeff has to have a conference with katora emily and austin Jeff will ask Emily how this will potentially change the game, and she says that four is the majority, and everyone who walks off is doing the math of operating under the assumption they do not have a vote. Who do you work with to get to four? The pressure is on them to get their votes back, or all of their names are on the chopping block. Katora has been hit by a ton of bricks. Bruce has his second immunity win. She doesn't have a vote. She's going on a journey she's heard terrible things about, and the icing on the cake, no chicken for you! Um, okay, well, here's how we're going to do things. We're going to go out of order because I like to have a different kind of narrative. We're going to begin with the place where good things happen. Let's head to the sanctuary where there is a fucking chicken just sitting on the table. No play, <laughs> no anything. Why? Because we want to get back to the animalistic stations of human like from the early days, the earliest parts of our history and ancestry where we were clawing at animals with our bare hands. That's what we want to get back to. This is survival. Kendra has informed us that she has not ate chicken for 15 years and chickens are her favorite animals. She's about to eat some cock. This is a gay podcast, friends. You knew it was coming. I know, but it could have been a hen. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) No babies also. Like, nothing to drink. Why are we not providing them with at least, like, purified, beautiful Fijian water? Right. I was like, we don't get you No iced tea, no lemonade, nothing. no cola. I know how I eat. I need a beverage all the time. Like, this is why I pee so much. Chicken, they look moist and good, but it's also dry. Right. It's, you've been... You just finished a challenge where you're out of breath and very tired, and now they're like, "Go eat this chicken." Do they forget and to talk bring about it? like what what happened? <laughs> right, they were like, "Uh, ooh, we we didn't set the table." Uh, oh, they're here. Crap. 
Well, speaking of, there are no utensils once again. Bruce is hands in. Between the cake and the chicken, do you think Bruce will go home and forget how to use a knife and fork? Uh, I I hope not, but like, yeah. there's no need for that. Come on. Survivor, medieval times. Are you afraid that they're going to like take this knife or fork and like use it as a weapon or some kind of tool back at camp? You can you can police that and keep them Give from them taking spork. it with them. Right? Remember sporks? Like, with chicken in hand, Bruce is feeling revived. He's playing the game for his family with knowledge that he's safe, has safety, immunity, a hidden immunity idol, and a drumstick. He's feeling good. Now, after some bites, Kendra will say that she is so nervous, and Julie wants to know who's next, so Kendra comes in hard to ask how she is with her Reba people. Julie will share she is on the bottom of the Reba people, and she needs to make a move, so Kendra will ask her who she thinks is at the top. Julie will say she doesn't know, but before she can allow her to continue, Kendra will throw out that she is nervous for the Austin D thing. Eek? Maybe we shouldn't have said that? Yeah, that I feel like was the nail in the coffin of sending Kendra or putting Kendra at the top of the, the elimination list for the episode because I think Did if she, think she it was had go... I don't know. I don't know if she was looking at with Julie saying she's at the bottom and she needs to make a move, um, whether that was her like trying to take out the top of the group or just move up in that four. I would have suggested Drew over either of them um, because he's the one that suggested the groups. He's the one that was doing this. So I was like, you can play with saying it seems like he's the one trying to move or talk about decisions. And... I guess she just doesn't seem as a threat. Right. Kendra will say that she thinks Austin and Dee are secretly in love and wants them to get married after. I did not ship that, but hey, island romances, they can happen. They can, and sometimes speaking, they, they prosper. Speaking of island romances, Taylor and Figgy, Figgy on Squid Game, the challenge. Did you watch? I haven't watched it yet. Figgy's on it. I know. I saw that. I saw that Figgy's on it. I saw that a bunch of people that are like are somehow connected to like LRG worlds and um, dash like, different things that I follow. I'm like, what the hell? Oh my god! How did you all find this? <laughs> I saw the thing. I sent it to a bunch of people. Like, you should go apply. And now I have a bunch of friends. Who are like, well, I should have applied. It's like, yeah, you should have next season because you know it's coming back. Oh, it is coming back hard. Um. All right, let's talk about it. Julie will say that D is her girl, but she hears what Kendra's saying. She knows Kendra wants D out as she wears it in all of her emotions. Julie doesn't want D out as she wants to go to the end with her, which I think is a very interesting um, narrative that we're going to have to see because I think Julie wanting to go to the, with D to the end is just stupid. She will never propose writing D's name, but Jake, she's good on that one. D wants Kendra gone, but she wants to see Jake out next, and she is fine with easy votes, and he wrote her name down. Now, obviously, Julie wants to make a move, and if she gets Jake here, it's her move. But D knows that this is a strike against her. If you were Julie, would you push harder for Jake to go to say, no, D, you can't build your resume right now? Um... If I were 
Julie in that situation, I would have, yes, pushed harder for Jake over Kendra. Um, because not just because of the fact of like trying to build things that are more for her or more for her move. It's Julie is then able to prove to Kendra that she did exactly what she did so that if she needs to make a move and wants to flip on the other three, she has Kendra now to vote with her because mm -hmm. she's built that trust that she Correct. did what she said she was going to do. Correct. So I feel like if Julie was going to be more of a contender for the end, she should have fought harder to get rid of Jake here. Fully. Bruce will chime in and say, if you want Jake, you can have Jake. Bruce says tribe lines are gone and he will not go down with the ship. He'll vote Jake if Julie wants that. Kendra too is fine with Jake as he is unpredictable, but she's more surprised that Bruce went along with it. She knows that Jake is an easy target as they may only be six voters at tribal as he doesn't have an idol or a shot in the dark. Kendra will confirm that they that they three are on Jake, to which Julie says, until you tell me differently. Julie says that if she can believe Kendra and Bruce that they will write Jake, it's music to her ears and the best case scenario for her. But it's Survivor. She knows it's never going to be that easy. Never, ever, ever. All right, let's go on a journey. Let's zoom in on a sign with the team. Our three lost voters will have a chance to earn their vote back. Look out for a path. Pick one. Good luck. Let's see what's on the road for them. Emily says that your vote on Survivor is everything. If you don't have a vote, you're useless. Also kind of like fire. If you don't have fire, you're out. For her, the only thing that is going on in her head is don't choke. Get that vote back. Also, I got to talk to you about this. When we get to the quote, three paths, girl. That was a clearing. And I barely saw any delineation. I would have kept right. going in that straight line, but let's be real. Production told him, stop, let's get this aerial shot, and then you move. Right. I was like, those are just barely walked paths, but okay. Which path would you have picked? Uh, they were all, like, ultimately they were all the same, but... Top, bottom, or side? <laughs> it's gay podcast. Oh, I right? probably would have kept going gaily forward. Yes, um, <laughs> Austin hopes this is in his wheelhouse and doesn't want to leave it to chance let's see what it is they have a chance to earn back their vote by completing a logic puzzle without changing the order of the covered numbers and using three plus signs and one minus sign solves so the equation equals 100 exactly the puzzle is 987654321 equals 100 now listen I did fine in math but you're telling me to count with no food in my belly yeah I would fail it I already said I did this. Like I caught, like I figured out what the pattern was very quickly and said, oh, I got this. I could do this. Um, did, I did this. Were, you, were you in like AP calculus? No, I, I taught AP French. <laughs> I mean, I taught French um, instead of taking math as an independent study. But I also almost majored in math in college instead Ooh. of dance. So math is just always thing, something right? that has... I still count. Yeah, exactly. Eight, sometimes 12. Um, I was taught, like, so I was talking to my parents because my parents are also huge Survivor fans. And I was talking about like what I was hoping the twist was because CBS has been doing this thing with all of their uh, social media lately where they've been like, look for the clues, look for the blah, and they'll put whatever 
like thing from the episode they want to put on and focus on. And they poke, they, they put the hourglass on. And so of course the fans were all speculating about the smashing of the hourglass and rewinding time and doing all this stuff. I was hoping that the three people who were losing their votes were going to get the option to play to steal one of the other six's people's votes. I would be fun and fine with that one. That would have been cool. Where when they got to the path, they each had to choose one of the six so that they knew they weren't taking someone, like they weren't all trying for the same vote from someone. And then they were playing for if they got the person's vote. Because then at Tribal, those people wouldn't know if they were, like they would know coming back from the journey that this is what we did. We had to play for someone's vote. Um, we're not like, we can't tell you whose vote is gone. You just have to play the game as if you have your vote, but you won't find out until you go to a vote that you don't have it. That would have blown everyone out of the water. <laughs> Jeffrey Elizabeth Marie Propes, you will give credit to Twinkie Boots and Block Talk for this. <laughs> you will be implementing. Thank you. Um, all right, so I'm going to just tell you something. They only had three minutes to do this. My biggest problem wouldn't really have been the solving of the equation, but the size of the chalk. It was way too big for me to write in a race. I am so anal when I come when it comes to writing. I can only use a mechanical pencil. It has to be the thin mechanical pencil. That chalk would have actually been my fucking downfall do like austin did at the end and smash it break it into something smaller i mean i guess i could have done that (laughs) austin is stressing out couture calls it a basis of math problem but the time crunch is making it difficult and emily let's remember she is an investment analyst who is terrible at math uh she is not that crunchy number kind of girl so maybe we should not hire her i don't know but we will watch her stumble and crumble but we will learn that Austin is strong at math. But he is an MBA student. He does feel good as he plugs in pluses and minuses. The time has come to submit for your life. Katora has a brain freeze. She loses her vote. No brain, brain freeze for Austin. He earns his vote. Emily will not succeed. She loses her vote. For those who are playing along, the final equation is 98 minus 76 plus 54 plus 3 plus 21 equals 100. See ya. Always go minus first. You would have gotten it. It really would. It really was that easy if you knew to go with the minus first. Yeah, I was like, you have to make the number smaller before you can add anything back to it. If it's going to have to make that number, exactly. Now, Austin was afraid that his NBA friends would make fun of him. Emily is embarrassed and wants to crawl into a ball and die, as the embarrassment is there, as she has to call herself an investment analyst. Time to reap the consequences. So how are they going to tell the kids back at camp? Well, we'll get to it, but um, interesting. Very interesting. We're back at camp, and Drew is not happy that Bruce has won another immunity, mostly because Bruce is holding on to that idol that he wants gone. But at least they didn't lose their vote. Drew says being in the middle ground, they have some nice time to relax and nourish themselves, but you can't strategize yet until the power group comes back with their plan as well as the people on the journey to return with their results. With only three at camp, they will give themselves three extra scoops as the chicken people don't need it. Is that fair? 
Hmm. I mean, all relative, like fares relative and survivor these days. Um, when it comes to rice, when it comes to food portions in this game, sometimes it's your downfall if you take a banana that you're not supposed to have, or if you um, dump out all of the rice because you're mad at people. Like, there's all kinds of things that you can do to screw yourself in this game. And I don't think this will be the downfall from any of them, but who knows? Jake will ask if there is a potential that all three of them don't have a vote. And Drew's like, yes. And they all can get it. Because of math, there could be six or nine votes at Tribal. Drew will compare this to being in puberty. The middle zone, where you wait for wait for the outcomes. He's probably comparing it to puberty as he knows what it is. And it was not nice to him or kind to him. One day you will grow a beard, sir. One day. Um, And this is where Drew pisses me off. It's like he has a database in his head of all potential metaphors. And he's like, what can I put here? And some of them are just so stupid. Like this one was stupid. It was stupid. Did I, I you stupid? And I agree with you because I, it's hard to root for him and hard to like want him to do well in this game because it doesn't come off as genuine. Like he doesn't come off as someone who is, if this was something that is like legitimately like coming off the top of his head and like coming completely off the cuff kind of situation, then wow, great. But it does feel like these are all forced things that he's trying to make himself the narrator. It's almost like he knows that he can have production on his side if he is the narrator. Yeah. Drew wants to hear from Jake and how he is feeling. He is wicked happy to still be in the game. And there it is, the Boston accent, loud and proud. Listeners, someone please make me a compilation of all the wickeds dropped by Jake using the underscoring of Define Gravity. And in case you didn't know, I'm homosexual and this is a gay podcast. You're welcome. You know that would be a funny YouTube (laughs) Wicked! But why? I know, but like, why define gravity specifically? Because it's wicked. No, it would be better at the end of um, As Long As You're Mine because it's the only time that she actually mentions the name of the show. But the regular, everyday, for the average first people time, don't know that. Yeah, but for the first time, I feel... Wicked. <laughs> well, Jake has to figure out where to move forward. As he is a free agent, he doesn't want to force anything or freak out. Prior to the last tribal, his alliance has was supposed to be all original Bella members, but they voted for him. He is still on the bottom and has to build trust with the people he hasn't worked with before. And let's just say, if I were him watching this back, I would be Venmo requesting money for a container of rice. <laughs> Jake will say that this is his opportunity. His foot isn't on the gas. He's turning on the high beams. Now, with Jake off on the beach, Drew and Dee are tending to the fire. The rice is finished. Drew will ask if they should portion equally or take extra, and before long, Drew is like, I'm a greedy pig, and as is Dean. And as they mock Jake for his free agent status, they are going to chow down and eat and eat. 
Well, they will discuss that they need Austin to get his vote back. And if they have to play idols, it should be on D and Austin if they're in the majority. And D wants Kendra out. She wants Kendra to go because she is stirring up the pot, like D, who just did with an actual pot. Drew is now full on rice as D tells him he ate the whole thing. D will inform Drew that they didn't put aside any for Jake, so have fun eating burnt rice. I would be fuming. I mean, I feel like this was a weird thing to keep in. Um, but I also don't feel like it's going to have any significance for how the game will move forward. Like, it was Hashtag just a weird... episodes. Right. I was like, this was like something that they kept in just because they were like, oh, we need to fill nine. Mm-hmm. But, but it just like, I don't feel like it has any ramification for the rest of the game. Jake and Drew will talk long term, but Drew is like, but maybe also let's wait till we find out who lost their vote. Jake feels in danger as he thinks he could go next. So we asked Drew, if there is any world that they're getting him out and Drew's like, open and honest. Yeah. Yeah, we could. We could get you out. Um, but it could be Katora and Kedra. Your threat level's low. And Jake is willing to be Drew's bitch. Jake will say that he has to act like a dog out there, but in the gay community, we call that pup play. <laughs> he has no idea what he just opened himself up to. Between that, D and her uh, foot fetish lovers out there, um, it's a kinky season, isn't it? And all the rope play they've been doing. It's true. <laughs> Jake will tell Drew that he thinks Kendra could be a good option. Drew has a similar thought. But the scramble is on as both boats race to the beach. And I thought that was a really cool action shot. I was like, yeah, look at them. The timing. They were like, all right. I wonder if they started moving. And they're like, no, this boat's moving too fast. Turn it around. Go back. (laughs) Emily is not feeling great with her position in the game it's the first time in a while where she is on the outs like the old days of lulu she tells them that journeys aren't fun they actually suck and i have no vote because i feel that then Austin's like a long story short none of us have a vote which we know is a bold-faced lie he just wants to stir it all up katora apologizes that and pulled off for them now austin tells us that he lied about this vote as he didn't want everyone to know that reba has the numbers he will come clean to his core four and by four it's everyone but Julie. With the core four vote, having votes, it's all they need. They can pick who goes, and Kendra has to go according to D. She wants to take her out with the numbers. What did you think of Austin lying to the team? Could it have backfired if someone was actually good at math later on? Every time... Every, so this is a little like fast forwarding because we didn't see or get to like hear all of the votes because there ended up being right enough people so that there weren't seven votes read. Right. Um, that being said, both times that he has lied about voting or like the votes have been something where he didn't play his vote so, or like didn't use his vote so he could prolong his idol or any of those things he's never had to fess up to it because there's never been any question on, wait, there were this many votes read. This was, this was, this was it. Like when Emily caught the Keturah or not Keturah that um, Sabaya had done the thing to prolong her idol. And so no one's caught it. No one has, he's never 
been caught in the lie. I feel like if it had been caught that he, like for this next episode, people would have been a little bit more on edge. But now at this point, it's four, it would be four on four if the other four were to go against Reba. And Survivor luck? I don't. Yeah, it's Survivor luck or production wanting to protect him. Who knows? There it is. All right, now back at camp. D will tell Julie that Kendra has to go. Julie will tell her that Kendra said D and asks if she could vote Jake. And D is like, fine, make them think it's Jake. And Julie's like, mm, that doesn't really work for me. And you can tell she's annoyed. She is working with Bruce and Kendra, so it's not aligning with her game. But Julie will push back as she knows that D has a personal agenda. But technically, so does Julie, but shh. Bruce and Kendra will walk and talk about how the vote is still on Jake so far. So good. Kendra thinks it's feeling easier than it should. So she will tell Bruce that they have to stick together as she is nervous that they are telling her it's Jake, but it's really going to be her. Kendra is having a hard time because the previous vote was the same. So Kendra will tell Emily that she, Mama J, and Bruce decided on Jake. And while that's good to tell her, Emily has no vote and no swing. So why even tell her what's going on? She could run it back to them, but Emily will thank her for letting her know, but that was a high risk move, in my opinion, for someone who was trying to ensure that she is the number three to two boys who don't actually see her as a viable option. What did you think of Kendra sharing the information with Emily? Would you do the same? Um, because in the prior episode, Kendra was really pushing and trying to get this women's alliance started. Um, I feel like she is trying to build trust and trying to build a relationship with Emily. So I didn't see it as like a bad move per se. It just wasn't really a move in my book because as you said, Emily didn't have a vote. So it was just sharing information so that she was on the same page and would know what was going on so that it wasn't such a shock to them. Um, That, being said i just there's there's a lot of weird like strategic gameplay i feel like like getting rid of yes kelly was a strat like was a strong player yes she was a strategic threat per se for the end game but like getting rid of her then just didn't make sense to me and the same is gonna be for this episode Emily thinks it should be Jake and reassures Kendra that is the right option. So Emily will tell Drew that it sounds like everyone is doing Jake. And Drew's like, I thought it was Kendra. So she doesn't know why Kendra is as 100% of the vote is for Jake. Now, Emily will go in hard as she wants Drew to talk to her about how they came to that Kendra conclusion and with whom. Dare I say this was jealous girlfriend energy? I mean, I feel like, I don't know if it's jealous, like, I don't know if I would say jealous girlfriend energy, but I feel like it is strong gameplay energy from her because she is trying to push this crack of me out to push herself in. Like, she is trying to make the crack, even though there isn't one, and wear away at the two boys. Because if she's really trying to go to the end with these two, then she's trying, she's got to push out this other girl drew will say it was with d and austin and that's not sitting well with emily emily thinks that while kendra can be a wild card she finds other people to be bigger threats that are less likely to work with her she tells him that jake is more loyal to bruce who again has immunity idol 
Emily will be, it doesn't have to be Jake, but just wants to make sure we can inform the decision. She knows she's not in a good spot and has no way this vote to do anything about it. She is totally powerless. Drew will tell her that it's a little more complicated than it needs to be. And this is stupid boyfriend energy. Like, why did he diminish all of her valid feelings? Because he is a toxic man. I just, I really don't like Drew. Like he essentially told her he, she was incorrect. Yeah, no, that's exactly. He was gaslighting her and saying that you're making this up. Like this isn't a thing. He is in a compromised position due to his alliance with Emily. And I can't wait to watch how this works next week with Austin. He will have a catch up because he knows he has to be cool and cool down to Emily. He says he could change the vote to Jake as he is erratic on a sunken ship. He knows that Austin will work with him and Julie would too, but with D present, she is going hard on Kendra and her sway must be that strong because if they let her have this, she would be the winner from the core four. Like, I just don't understand how the other three do not realize this is her vote. This is the swing that she needs. Yep. She knows that Jake is an easy vote. She wants to do what's best for her game, and she's going to push it. Drew tells Julie that Dee is paranoid, and now he's paranoid. She is power hungry. She will come for anyone who throws out her name, and she will come for them hard. How the hell do the other three just not see it? She's giving um, Abby, Abby Maria vibes with, have you seen that compilation on YouTube of any time her name was thrown out by somebody, she would vote them out next. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, I want there to be a compilation of that too. (laughs) We arrive at Tribal, and we will start with some chitter-chatter from our jury comprised of Kelly and Caleb, who are not happy to see old Brucey with immunity again. He has been safe for 16 out of 17 days. Coincidence? Or survivor luck? Survivor luck. Jeff will take his seat as everyone laughs at him as Dee will talk for him and say she knows what he's going to ask. How are you feeling? He's so predictable. But hey, it's a formulated game show. What do you expect? Katora thought I was going to be all right. And guess what? All right, it is. Jeff, I'm not going to mock you for it. I have catchphrases. I have things that I say. People know what I'm going to say. And people probably make fun of me somewhere as I say it. But... It just makes people feel comfortable when you know what's about to come. Except for Kendra, who didn't know what was about to come. Poor girl. All right, Jeff says and notes that he has seen every single tribal council and says that Kelly's will go down on a lot list is one of the most devastating and surprising, which I would agree with. I wouldn't say it's one of the biggest blind sides. It's more devastating and surprising, which I think are a little different. Correct. But also the editing of this, where we were literally cutting back to Kelly every five seconds because we were afraid she was going to burst into tears. I was like, 90 minute episode. Come on, y'all. Like, this is more jury, like, interaction and visibility than we've ever had. Yeah. Kendra was visibly upset as she didn't expect to be. She says, just looking at her first friend, she will reiterate this so many times, like literally. Kendra says that this was so much harder than she ever expected it to feel. Um, This was so hard for Kelly also that Caleb had to hold her hand the entire time. 
do they talk about the jury members that much or is this just because now we're having this extended episode that we hear them talk about the jury members that much honestly i think it's they might actually talk about them or reference to them we've just never seen it but like on even on the 90 minute episodes of australian survivor we don't get this like we don't get as much like tossed to the jury until the time when it's their turn to talk right d says the game is on and says that everyone wants to come in and make a big move but when you're out there they're not robots they're playing with humans and their feelings she says it's a lot tougher than what you see on tv and says she doesn't think anyone will ever understand that unless you're playing survivor Jake will say he was prepared to see his name, so he mentally steeled himself to see it, but was floored when he saw Kelly's name. It was a relief, but not a spot you want to be in. Jake says his name has shifted as he try is trying to catch up as fast as he can. He has made a lot of mistakes. Unfortunately, he didn't get voted out, so he can correct those mistakes and make it beyond this tribal. It was a reminder, another battle between Bruce and Julie, who have dominated the last two challenges. Julie is hoping she made her kids proud, but other than that, she forgets she's not one of the youngins. She feels it would be better if she had beat Bruce. Um, am I going to be that person if I'm ever on the show and talk about the youngins? I'm going to be that person, aren't I? Kids these the days. The whippersnappers. Bruce will be told that for any season and any player, back-to-back immunity is a big deal. He says it's not a good thing, but Jeff is like, What? It's like the burden of the necklace on someone else. And Bruce is like, why are you speaking blasphemy? I'm not going to get rid of this. He will say that protecting yourself in the game with immunity is huge, but it paints a big target on their back. He will Bruce again and say he wants to hear people cheering for him, but it's more like, damn it, dude, just pass out. Cut to Katora being like, those words have never exited my mouth, but they've only been in my brain. <laughs> Drew says, to Bruce's credit, they don't see just the two immunity wins, but the hours of hard work, practice, and training that is both physical and mental. He says that with the necklace, it's like the sword of Democles hanging over his head. Cue the song from Rocky Horror. And cue the title of the episode. Um, have you, I don't know, ever played the role of Rocky Horror before? I have played Rocky, yes. Yeah. Many times. Sense. <laughs> um do you have like an entire wardrobe of gold speedos no would you make me I a do promise the show? <laughs> that if you get on survivor you will wear a gold speedo just so it's like our one moment that i know you're connecting with me if they would allow for me to wear something specific like that but I know that the wardrobe department has to approve what you're going to wear to the beach. So, but come on, you know they that. would love a gold speedo. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying no, but I also okay. am saying okay. I don't feel like wardrobe would approve it. I'm gonna wardrobe. I'm making the message to you. We're gonna make it happen. The VPL would be a little too much for TV. That's all. Fine. They also, the way that, um, that Jeff shifted in his seat as Drew was talking, I was like, ew, Jesus, gross. Stop urging him. Drew will essentially say that all the wins will build up to a bigger and bigger target. But when it comes to the twist, Drew says, typically when you go into a tribal council, you know how many votes there are going to be. But this twist complicates it as it's not as clear how many votes there are. 
He says it's scary as it throws off any voting strategy and you have to default to your relationships and hope they are being honest. Now, Kendra's reaction is this. Uh, did you all really lose your votes? She's going to turn to Emily and Austin. And Austin's like, oh, I don't have a vote. She's going to be real mad soon. She's going to be real, real mad. When do you think she found out? I don't think she found out until the episode. Or if it comes up in in the final jury. Yeah. If it comes up during that, then she knew before the episode aired. But I don't feel like she knew until the episode aired. She says with Drew what he was saying. She thought three people did really lose their votes. He's like, well, this just is the strategic implication. She didn't think about it. And Jeff's like, why didn't you think about it? She's like, the fact that somebody can be lying, I don't know. And she's like, well, I had my first chicken in 15 years, so her mind is working differently because she's got the meat sweats. It's a real thing. (laughs) So are we blaming production for giving her chicken then? We're we're blaming the meat. We're blaming blaming Arby's because they have the meat. (laughs) <laughs> D says that things cross your mind in the game and you don't know if it's paranoia or the truth as players are evolving and she will pull on the heartstrings of every nerd everywhere and say like Pokemon where you evolve into Charizard and Jeff is like why yes I have heard of that creature before <laughs> and you know that D is not a Poke nerd because she said Charizard when she could have had a plethora of other options it's true, and it's funny. This is the second time in this season that Pokemon has come up. <laughs> and she wasn't even there for that first one. She wasn't. <laughs> but you know who was? Drew. Kendra says it's hard to say if the Pokemon. vote's being gone, help, or hurt her game. She says the previous two tribals, the, vo- the curtain was wide open, the show is on. They are moving on to Act 2. She is not sure she was included on the bigger picture conversation, though. Now, Jake says the loss of votes helps him more than hurts him, but the game is changing and he is, in fact, behind. Time to catch up and find some friends. He is a free agent. He can be used. It's time to vote. No advantages or idols will be played. And by a vote of six to one, Kendra is voted out. Kendra voted for Jake with everyone else voting for Kendra. All right. Now, I have a question that I want to ask you. It's a logistic production question. For those who didn't have a vote, it looks like they were up in the booth and went back quite quickly. We will hear Austin say he's got to be fast. Do you think production should have held them there for a certain set time? Because I would have been clocking the time spent up in the voting booth. Oh, absolutely. They should have all been kept the same amount of time. Is it possible that's going to get back to Austin? Because the other two were like in out there, there was they barely even stepped foot and stayed stationary to read the thought the sign. Um, honestly, I don't think I don't think this is going to be what what takes Austin out. I don't think I don't think the ramifications of him having this extra or having the vote and lying about it. I don't think it's going to be in the gameplay. Was voting out Kendra the best move? No. Who shouldn't have been? It should have been Jake. I agree. Um, I think Kendra, for Julie's sake, was important to keep. I think Kendra being another option for Drew and Austin 
would have been brilliant. Mm-hmm. Jake's not here to try to get to the end with an alliance. He's there to go number by number. So he's yeah. going to get pulled in every right direction. He's going to get to the end now. Yeah, There's no is, reason to cut him ever. He, by surviving this vote, I feel like he is now in the Romeo seat. Yes. Um, And will be pulled along to the end, no matter what. Because there are now, every other person is now a bigger target than him. Even though he has survived two tribals where his name was thrown out or put on the paper, I don't see him now having a vote. When it comes to Bruce's decision, obviously we know that he needs to save his game any way he can. Even if he burned a vote and, and tried to keep Kendra as, you know, like a potential jury vote, he didn't do it. Who got to him to vote for Kendra? Julie. You think it was? I think it was Julie. I think if she, like, if Julie was trying to find possible things for if she sees that there's a crack happening and she wants to make this move later on against her four, she's going to need people that are willing to work with her. And now that Bruce has been blindsided by this Kelly getting rid of or like getting rid of Kelly, she knows that he's a, a, a free, a, not a free agent per se, but he's not, he's been very like nomadic and just staying mm-hmm. to himself and like doing all this stuff. So I think it was Julie. Well, I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast up. Are you ready? Yeah. What is Kendra's legacy? Good vibes and meat sweats. There it is. There it is. I love it. <laughs> who won the week? Who had the best episode? Austin. I'm going to give it to D, and and I think it goes to D because she had some fun, silly moments with the rice. She is clearly setting herself up to be the best. Um, I mean, she wants to be the best, the very best, like no one ever was. Who's in danger, girl? Um, based on the numbers as they currently are, um, and le- unless something goes the way I want it to go, um, unfortunately, I think Emily is probably the most in danger at this point. Um, but I would rather it be Drew is the most in danger at this point. It should be an, a, a good way to flush the idol and knock out a core four. This should be the week to do it. And if yeah. the four remaining who are not the core four are smart enough, that's what they would do. Yeah, I agree. Um, because but- it's near impossible for the core four to play this without having to split their votes and be the number major uh, minority there. And because the others just have to put three and they're fine. You have to either sacrifice someone or you have to play the best game with Emily and Katora. And we have seen, we might have seen the end of Drew Austin and Emily. I do not see Drew surviving. I hope that he's the next to go but 
I feel like of all of the people, Austin would be most willing to like to use an idol on, even though he gave an idol to Julie, I feel like he values Drew and Dee more um, and would be willing to play an idol to save them if he thought that they were in jeopardy. That's me I personally. Don't, I don't see I... that Drew has a tight connection with Julie. She's the, Drew does not no. seem to have the tightest connection with either of the girls. And even now we're seeing Austin has a tighter connection with D. He is very much easily able to be sacrificed. The other thing here, and I think his ego is going to get in the way, he can walk out. But then also puts his numbers. He can't walk jeopardy. out anymore. Oh, it's over. The I, as if, I, if I remember correctly, his advantage was only until there were 10 people left in the game. Okay, interesting. Because I, I so can't exactly. He numbers. can't, he can't, um, as far as I remember, he can't use his power with, or his safety without power anymore. So that's just been gone. Is there a universe in which Austin has to play an idol, he plays it for the wrong person, and Drew is the one out because he's the least likely to seemingly be targeted there is that world and i hope that that world happens i hope in that world austin has immunity because he's won it he plays one of his idols for d because he thinks that she's the target but they've targeted drew i think that's a great way to play and i think that should should be the way it goes but we're gonna we're gonna find out we're gonna find out yeah the next question after nine episodes the winner of the season is d Listen, I, I really love my girl Katora, but I feel like this episode, I've already said it, like I have to switch it to D because her resume is beyond it's anybody growing. else. It's growing and it's not that right now, as it, as she has been at every tribal or for every tribal she's been at, every vote she has made has been the exact person that's gone home. Um, that can't be said for everybody, but for a, a lot of the people that are still in the game, the votes that they've made have been who have gone home, but hers is a perfect score at this point. And she's got a, she's had an immunity. She's was able to flip this vote to be exactly who she wanted it to be. Um, I'm trying to remember if last episode with Ke with Kelly, if she was, if it was her or who it was that said we should target Kelly because of Bruce's uh, I think it was connection to. So like she is, very much on like her her frame of thought is very much on getting to the end and being the person that has put them there in the order that they've gone. And again, we live in a world of survivor now in this era where game respects game and jury voters respect the game as opposed to playing bitter Bettys. So they're not going to be like, oh, you voted me out. I'm not going to give you a vote. They're going to give it to her. And even then, yeah. Even if they were bitter, I don't think or Kendra would necessarily know. Well, Kendra might would like if she were to be playing a bitter game, might would be like, well, I was throwing your name out. You were probably throwing my name out. I'm going to go for this person who I liked a little bit more than you. But even then, I don't the think only Kelly person, would be able to pin it on her and say, the yeah, only person like I can see Kelly and Kendra not giving a vote to D for it would be Katora. Yeah. Agreed. So maybe Katora is a little more dangerous than we're talking about. 
when it just depending comes to on where notes. yeah i was like if it ends up being that katora and d are sitting in the final three um depending on who else is in that jury if the jury is comprised of bruce if if all of the four bellow that made it to the merge are in the, the jury um that would be possibly four votes for katora mm-hmm. um was very tight with katora before she went so there's there's possibility for her to have five votes right there so i'm not counting her out but i do feel like d is playing the from the edited perspective that we're getting she's playing a better game right now right we'll find out i mean listen we have had seasons in the past few eras that um you had a strong player and then all of a sudden they said bye-bye and someone like erica and marianne come and win right I was like, I mean, even though they both had, they both had moments where they were playing and doing strong, smart things. Right. But not the edit they was just not giving it to them. Yes, the edit was just not giving them that they are the front runner, that they are the person right. to be watching. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right, where can we find you on social media? Ben, ben, any projects you want to plug? You can find me at Twinkie Boots, T-W-I-N-K-Y-B-O-O-T-S on social media platforms you can find me on instagram on twitch on venmo on twitter all of those um coming up this weekend i will be part of chola spears's in stonewall invasion on december 3rd where we, we will be honoring the queen of pop miss britney spears our queen of pop and um, on the, then on December 16th, Members Only Boylesque will have their holiday show at the Lori Beachman. So come and see me and spread some holiday cheer. <laughs> well, first off, congratulations on another glam award for your booty. Thank you. Thank you. Um, how does it this feel one? to be nominated for a glam award the same year that Adina Menzel is nominated for a glam award? It was such an honor, as always, to be nominated, but it felt even more prestigious to share the same honor of being a nominee a, 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 alongside Adele Dazeem. Me too. Me too. Well, thank you always for being here. Thank you. 